On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. You know, I was going to be a professional singer, and I was studying opera at Juilliard, and um, I, I was doing... Hang on a second, hang on a second. You were going to be a professional singer, and you were studying opera at Juilliard? Yes, I was. was, I, was I had a full scholarship. Was this a dream? No, it was hardly a dream. It was my, it was my calling. I mean, I'd studied all my life. And I come from a town where um, it was famous for producing opera singers. Downers Grove? Yes. Who else? What was his name? There's a real fa- It'll come to me. A real fat guy? Now, now that I, no, he went to Downers Grove High School. Um, not turf out was it turf? I forget. Oh, I'll remember. But anyway, I was so I was going to Juilliard on my scholarship, and so I had to have a, sur- so a very kind of dicey surgery because of uh, my ability to hit high notes. So I had the surgery. The main thing was I was not to talk for one month, not to raise my voice in any way. But I was walking by this orphanage in Manhattan and I noticed smoke coming out of a window and nobody could, could there, there was no alarm so the only way to save the children was for me to scream at the top of my trained voice to fire, fire, fire and of course I was never able to sing again <laughs> but anyway let me just do the best I can here You're so full of shit sometimes. Oh, I love it. Hardly. All right, so uh, these these are the, the lyrics I wrote for our theme song. Uh, yeah, and okay. it's to the tune of Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. Okay. Well, on the north side of Chicago is the coolest bar in town. And if you go up there, you better just beware. You're going to find a bunch of clowns. Skip a stanza no, 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 and no, go no. straight into the chorus to save time and it's a mad mad crazy bar the whole damn place is just so bizarre full of the goddamn light just went out that's so terrible no it's not full of vice and all the sin i mean where do we even begin that doesn't even sound like bad bad leroy brown give me that it's better fuck jim croce yeah, fuck him. He never could get in uh, Juilliard. <laughs> um, all right, here we are back at uh, the Old Town Ale House, recording our weekly podcast as the Ale House turns. Hi, oh, Bruce. Look at who's late. Hi, Bruce. Uh, hi, Pub Crawl Liz. This is and Pub Crawl Liz. That's Bruce. That's the geriatric genius. Pub Crawl Liz is uh, tardy. She just showed up. No, I'm not. I'm right here behind the mic. Oh, I mean Rock and Roll Ruth. Our assistant producer, Rock and Roll Ruth, is tardy. Ah, well, you know what they say about broads. She's working out, I think. She's lifting weights. She's gesturing. She's gesturing nasty things to me right now. Uh-huh. Inappropriate, Bruce. Do something about this. 
um, I was going to tell you, you what, what, uh, a little wisdom about chicks. Oh. You stand them on their head, they all look the same. Okay. Um, hi, Jordan. Jordan is here. He's just waving at us. He's the he's the he, he's, heart and soul of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, without Jordan, this would be nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, truly, literally, in every yeah. way, shape, or form, we would have nothing. Agreed. Um, but thankfully, uh, the sweet, sweet angel descended upon us, and we're able to record. But who, of course, who deserves the sweet, sweet angel more than us? No one. Not that I can think. No, of. every day I think of this. Um. Speaking of sweet, sweet angels, let's start the show talking about the pros and cons of having guests on our show. Last week, we had our very first guest, and that was... That was um, the Cougar. Cougar. We had a nice conversation. It was lovely. It was, it was lively. It was fun. It was revealing. It was uh, humorous. It was everything you could ask for in a guest, except... Except. Except that she, uh, the next day, she wants everything edited out, everything amusing and funny. Well, I think, I think she, I guess, in her mind, revealed a little too much. Well, we, we, do we really... That's what we're get, that's what we're 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 here for. We're we're here to to penetrate and get. Well, the, I think the the most amusing part of it all is like, she knows who you are. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't understand what people are expecting or not expecting of you. Well, I mean, certainly she was forewarned. She she knew what she was getting into, and she did ask us uh, ask you uh, mostly, but she even asked me. If we'd edited a lot of stuff. Well, after going over this in great, great detail with Jordan, I realized this was this was podcast gold. There was no way we were going to take this out. This would have been uh, just absolutely uh, ridiculously destructive. Yeah, and you know, once when we first started doing this, we agreed that we would just sit down and have some nice conversations, and it would take very little editing because you know we're seamless narrators. Um, and doing any major editorial work would be a lot of work for Jordan. Yes. You know? Exactly. So. Precisely. So we learned that... There goes Street we, Jimmy right by. Very forlorn. There he goes. Very sad. Very sad. Um, forlorn Street Jimmy. So we learned that uh, we should really kind of have more thorough, serious conversations about who our guests are and who no, they should be. No, I, I disagree. I just think if you're going to be a guest on our podcast, um, if we'll just warn... Well, you know what? We may want to have, I suppose, releases or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Yeah. Although I don't even think that's necessary. But Why? Just tell them. Just say, hey, everything you say may be used against you. Yeah, but then... Well, Miranda. We'll give, we'll give them their Miranda rights. Um... Anyway, I think we just need to have a little bit more of a process to vet out our guests. That means we won't have any guests. That's not true. Yes, it is. No. I think the releases are going to be key. Having a, having a sit-down conversation, I think, How with about, what happens. I, I think if we Mirandize them on air, that's as good as a release. I mean, uh, we were talking to Ukraine Mike 
uh, last week about being a guest, and he was being a total prima donna about not wanting to be a guest until he listened to a few episodes. And I was kind of giving him a hard time about it, but in hindsight now, after the cougar, I kind of understand why he maybe wanted to, I don't know, listen to what we have to say. Well, I mean, fuck him if he doesn't want to be a guest. But a week I don't think he said he didn't want to be a guest. I think he just wanted to get an idea of what the show was about. Well, if he doesn't, if he can't figure out things by now, I mean, we're going to go into um, why everybody hates him, things like that. <laughs> I think he's just, uh, I think he just sometimes just lacks obvious social skills. That's the problem. Well, I think when you're on the spectrum. Now, I don't know where on the spectrum exactly he'd fall, but... Um, He's certainly right there. Yeah, he's not socially adept. Uh, no, sometimes he's just it, not very functional. His lack of social skills are, are, are extreme. Which, um, I don't know if we talked about this, uh, because I don't remember a lot, but there is a duck, a stuffed duck behind the bar. Lloyd. Because of Ukraine Mike. Well, uh, yes. Lloyd is there to kind of uh, look after him. And? Well, the problem is the bartenders have to interpret uh, what Lloyd tells them. And thus far, they have not... The, the trick here with, with problem problem people is that when they have, after a certain amount of alcohol, they have to be cut off. I mean, that's why some people are on the no-shot list and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so... At some point, when Lloyd thinks it's time for him to cease and desist drinking, then I think that should be enforced a little more rigorously. I think for the 60th anniversary uh, this year of the Old Town Ale House, we should have Lloyd the Duck t-shirts made. I just don't think that's the greatest idea I've ever heard in my whole life. Why? Because nobody knows what the hell they mean. To have well, a goddamn that's... duck. That's the whole point. That you're an alehouse regular, so you know the duck. I think if you did an exam, I think that uh, only one out of every 5,000 people in here would know what the hell the duck represented. Rock and Roll Ruth is over there jumping up and down thinking it's a great idea. Well, fine. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to stop you. All right. Ducks are coming. Duck t-shirts are coming. Maybe we'll even get duck whistle things. Oh, boy. I can't wait. That sounds exciting. Really, brilliant ideas. Wow. <laughs> Um, if anyone out there wishes to reach Bruce or I to provide ideas for topics of discussion for the podcast, or if hey you there's guys want there's a composer you guys want to be uh, you guys want to be uh, a guest and hang out and chat, please please contact us. You can do that two ways. For those of you that are technologically savvy and are on Twitter, just uh, tweet at me. I'm at at Liz Garibay Shy is my handle. You should, you should Shy spell C-H-I. that. L I Z G A R I B A Y C H I. Liz Garibay Shy. Or you can send me an email at Liz at historyontap.com. So send us a message. Yeah, we can. We, and if, and give, tell us how we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are going to introduce. Um, after you hear these initial uh, episodes, we're going to introduce a mailbag segment where we answer your questions or discuss your comments. And if you need any sexual advice, we're oh. here for you. 
we are here for you. Absolutely. As Bruce offered his first bit of sexual advice at the beginning of the show. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think that, we, you know, we're not overly politically correct here. We, I think we just have to stipulate that. We try, and this is, again, the, the part of each episode where I say to you all that Bruce's opinions are his own and do not reflect mine. True. Um, it t- turns out that, strangely enough, even though uh, uh, pub crawl Lisk is very boastful about some of her sexual ex- exploits, she's really quite a prude. I'm not boastful. I like. I'm a private person. I like to keep to myself. No, you're very boastful at times. That's not true. Oh yes, you are. Um. Moving on. M- moving on. Yeah. You don't want to talk about sex. We can we can talk about it, but we're not at that point in the show. I don't think. Oh okay. We need to have another beer at least. That's like the second half after okay. we're better lubricated. In keeping with the sexual terms. Okay. Um, so, yeah, guests are going to be a tricky situation for us. I don't think they're going to be that tricky. Well, I guess I just, you got to, you just got to, you know what, it's going to be say, a learning say, curve. Say, hey, asshole. I mean, uh, we're going to say some stuff here, <laughs> and if you don't like it, just, uh, you know, take off your headset and get the hell out of here. Come on. <laughs> it's, 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 it's sort of a, a, a indicator of one of the many alehouse Mottos, sayings. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we we certainly were one of the first people to implement the customer is always wrong. True, true, and that other thing you always say is um, your mother. Wait, what is it? What is it? Well, I mean, no, I don't always say that when somebody. I think you do when you disagree with someone. Whenever you have a story about being pissed off about somebody, like today, you just went to Walgreens to pick up your pres- prescription, and well, I didn't tell the I did not tell the pharmacist that his mother's a whore, his father sucks a cock, and eats shit and die, motherfucker. I didn't tell him that because I have to deal with that guy, and I don't need him, you know, giving me some. Um, He's gonna fu- slip you a fu- funny pill. Yeah, some kind of funny, <laughs> funny super. Shit, that might be a good thing for all of us. Oh, you'll, yes, this, you'll thrive here if I'm dead. No, not for Killed you to be dead. Don't be ridiculous. For you to just, I don't know, hallucinate for a minute. Oh, I don't think you want to be around me if I do that. And then I'll really get, I, get, I will get settle a whole lot of scores then. Oh, shit. All right, well, let's be nice to the pharmacist. Be nice to everybody, damn it. Oh, yeah, sure. Gosh. Um, there's something that uh, I am kind of upset about right now, and I don't think I'm alone being a regular, is that the Alehouse jukebox is not functioning. This, yeah. is, a, this is a big deal. Well, it is. Um, it's a trademark. It's, uh, although I, I was surprised that it, it is only 20 years old. I thought it was here forever. I mean, we must have had one prior to that. Jukebox Joe's, it's really Jukebox Joe's um, jukebox, and he brings it in, and, uh, and then he services it and all that. But our, our very own bartender, Grasshopper, is the one who handles the content and we constantly win all kinds of awards best jukebox this best jukebox that in chicago so yeah and it's a trademark and we control the a lot of the type of people that come in here because we play blues and jazz some classical a little opera i appreciate the best of gordon lightfoot 
CD on there? Well, we're so happy that you're you're grateful. Yeah, I like to have a conversation with Grasshopper every now and then. And you know what? He amazingly, within 24 hours, if I come in, there's usually my request is usually in the jukebox. He's a really neat dude. Yeah, he's he is, and he loves the jukebox. It's a passion. He's the jukebox czar. In fact, that was very smart of me. Where I get, I take no responsibility whatsoever for content. Yeah. So everybody bitches with him, and uh, it, it works out nicely. And plus, I mean, my taste in music is drastically different than everybody else's. So it's just as well that I don't have much. Yeah, to do. you. Ha- I don't mean you and I have a shared love of classical music, specifically of the Baroque era. Um, I, I know I wake up every day and work to it, and you do the same. You get listen to it all day long. But unlike I, unlike my, myself, I switch it up. I listen to a lot of stuff, whereas you just stay the Baroque course. Bullshit. I, I, I like Scottish folk music and Irish folk music. Okay, okay. And I like some old, old uh Classical American, I mean uh, classical folk music. Okay, so you're, um, what I'm saying is you're 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 dancing this line between classical and folk. You're not going into the rock and roll land because you hate it. I hate maybe too strong. I just I avoid. Tell me it. what you think about the Beatles. I uh, there's a couple Beatles songs I don't hate. Like what? Um, I can't. It doesn't leap out at me, but um, I'm sure there must be one. What do you think of the Moody Blues? I've, have I heard them? <laughs> I'm not sure I've heard them. I may have heard them. I, I, Ruth may have made me listen. These are bands that were popular when you were a young kid running around this joint. Yeah, well... You were rolling around with all the hippies and... I, well, mean, I don't understand why you don't like this stuff. Well, when I was a young kid, I mean, they played classical music at the Ale House. Okay, but you were like in fucking San Francisco during the heyday of it all. How are you not involved in like all of the, you know? Well, I, as I, you know, I, I knew a lot of those guys. I used to play baseball against, um, we, I, when I lived in Rolling, the San Geronimo Valley Eagles in, uh, in Forest Knolls, California, where I lived. We had a softball team called the San Geronimo Valley Eagles, and we used to play Sly and the Family Stone. And we played uh, the Grateful Dead, and we played. Wait, Jefferson the Grateful Airplane. Dead band had a softball team. Yeah, absolutely. And Jerry Garcia. And the Sly and the Family Stone band. The family, was, the Family yeah, Stone had a band. Not well. Let me tell you a few anecdotes, dipshit. Um, <laughs> Sly Stone had this really neat uniform. He'd show up with this old, you know, mostly it was the roadie. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know who the hell was in, in his band except for him. But um, he'd show up in this really perfectly pressed white uniform he'd play catch on the sidelines before the game started and then he'd go over and sit on the bench and nod off for the whole game never saw him once play but I saw him warm up and just sit there um, Jerry Garcia if he'd get a hit somebody'd have to run out and bring a beer to him on second base or first base so this was like a weekly league yeah all summer tell me how these bands they played and they played behind in the um, my stepson Eugene's school, which very few people knew, you know, because it was behind, it was it was adjacent to a golf course, and you had to know you had to know exactly where you were going to get to this ball field we played in, and the, um, but these uh, middle-aged matronly Marin County woman, every time the dead showed up, they were there, and the, the roadies. I got to know a couple of the roadies, 
and they said that uh, uh, they those women just follow them religiously wherever they go. Really well dressed, kind of. But I don't understand how these famous bands are just like in this weekly softball league in the middle of nowhere, San Francisco. Well, because there's so much you, in life you don't understand. And I'm here to help you. Yeah, they okay. all did. And they all, all right, enjoyed so it. You got for me? And then Besides. afterwards, and afterwards, we all go into a barn in uh, Fairfax, and we would converse. Now, I think I got along with these guys, or they liked me better than most people, simply because I didn't know who the fuck they were or anything about their music to speak of. And um, so I wasn't starstruck or anything. Okay. Oh, Boskag's wife, Carmela, was on our, our team. She was the only, she was one of the very few girls. I don't think there was any girls on any other teams. She was actually pretty good, although she insisted on having re- about 10-inch nails. So when she throw the ball, you could just hear that uh, whizzing noise off, the, uh, off her fingernails. Let's talk about Boskag's. <clears throat> okay, what do, we not, what do you want to know about? I talked about how to play golf. Tell me more about that. Um, his wife introduced us. How did you meet his wife? Um, his wife, I, when I was living in Forest Knolls, a friend of mine, by the way, in the beer business, he's the guy that ended up as one of the founders of Mendocino Brewing Uh, Company. Yeah. Yeah. So he, his wife tossed him out of their house in Berkeley. So he came out and stayed at our house in Forest Knolls. And when the house next door, the top floor it was an old dumpy frame house. Uh, it was available. He rented it, and his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, her her ex husband, had been he had done something with for, for Boz. Uh, I forget what exactly he he did. So Carmela knew Lenore, and so she came out to see Lenore. She had this real fancy Jaguar, and she parked in my parking spot. So when I came home from the golf course, there's this goddamn Jaguar in my parking parking spot. So I stormed up the, the steep stairs to the house and started screaming about who the fuck parked in my parking. And so it turns out it was Carmela's guy. Now, I didn't know who she was at the time I was yelling at her. And so we didn't hit it off really well. Next, so when... Indy, who was my girlfriend, when she found out it was Carmelo Skaggs, she said, oh, my God, I love Boz Skaggs. Oh, my, oh, I love him, I love him, I love him. Oh, so she's just kissing Carmelo's ass. So the next day, I come, um, I come home from the golf course. So there's the car parked. The Jags parked in my parking spot again. So now I'm really mad. So I come flying up. And this time, she's not over at Lenore's house. She's sitting on my deck with Indy, and the girls are all sunbathing topless and um, so she so uh, Indy says to me my girlfriend oh have you met Carmel and then Carmel said oh hi Bruce I'm so happy to meet you I hope you're not mad about me parking in your parking spot and by the way my eyes are up here not down there is that what she said she, she had big tits yeah Carmela did so did you kick them all out all the topless ladies no yeah I didn't think so no but so anyway, so she and then she, she 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 did know sports. She was pretty good. She she knew her sports. She begged and begged to get on the baseball team. So 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 I told her I could arrange a tryout. Okay, and then that's when you met Boz. Well, later she introduced me to Boz. Yeah. And you guys be, you taught him how to play golf, and you guys yeah. became buddies. Well, yeah, and he and um, we had adjacent seats to the Gold State Warrior basketball games. The big gang of us. 
So we all had these great seats. That's where I got in all the, where I could have the players. It was only two rows from the visitors' bench. That's where Will Chamberlain grabbed me by the throat and pinned me against the hockey glass. And Butch von Bredikoff, the coach of the Utah Jazz, uh, ran up the stands and pummeled me. It cost him a few bucks too. I won the lawsuit. An upstanding citizen. And by the way, when Will Chamberlain grabbed grabbed me by the throat and pinned me against the uh, Carmella and uh, my stepson both ran, left me dangling against the (laughs) hockey club. What did you do to piss off Will Chamberlain? I've been heckling him for years. Never even he never even acknowledged me, and he didn't sit on the bench. He'd sit on the scorer's table because his legs are so long, and. So I thought, just for the fun of it, he he had, he had somebody write a book called Wilt, like it's supposed to be, like he wrote it, like, ha-ha. So um, I thought I'd try to see if I could get him with the book. So I, I underlined a little, and I brought the book to the game. So he'd come and st- sit up on the scorer's table, and uh, so I'd say, Wilt, why I, don't, why I date mostly white women? Because, of course, I went to college. And then I intersect. Um, I said, yes, as a dropout at Kansas, University of Kansas. Then I continued. um, This is on the sidelines while he's playing basketball? No, it's timeouts. Oh, okay. Timeouts. Each time he'd come come in. I would have punched you, too. Then I brought, then I, so then I said, well, I've said worse stuff to him, actually. Turns out he had given two black chicks, two hot black chicks. Uh, he'd gotten them tickets right in front of me. So they were hearing all this shit about why I don't date black black women. And so I said something about, uh, and then he said, yes, I've traveled the world. Yeah, as an Uncle Tom for the Harlem Globetrotters. That's when he, and the guy didn't even, I mean, he lifted me up like I was a feather. Yeah, I'm sure he did. And just held me against, I mean, it was, and then he said, if I want any shit out of you, more shit out of you, I will beat it out. <laughs> and and so everybody just cleared out, let him give me like, my little lecture, and then it was quiet. I was why, quiet. Why, why would you do such a thing? We, we were betting. I mean, we I could affect the spread sometimes. Oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. Comes down to the and cash then, and money. The, and then the fans, the fans around us, couldn't understand why sometimes I would be attacking Rick Barry and the Gold State Warriors. Because if we were betting against them, then because I knew Barry's wife was fucking some bartender and stuff like that. So. Such a complicated network of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was talking about Boz because he is coming to Wrigley Field this summer and opening for that god-awful Jimmy Buffett. And I really want to go to the show, but I obviously don't want to buy a ticket because I hate Jimmy Buffett. And Rock and Roll Ruth and I would like for you to call Boz and get us tickets so we can just go see his part and then exit immediately thereafter. Well, first of all, I have not... The last time I believe I saw Boz was he was doing Saturday Night Live the night, the week of the Ali Norton for a fight at Yankee Stadium. And we all got together and I'd just gotten out of jail. I was back in Chicago and I had one set of plane tickets left. And uh, so Boz had tickets to the fight, so I thought, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go out with everybody. So the whole gang from San Francisco was in New York. It was, it was a fun week. Uh, but that's the last time I've seen them. So, I, I mean, it's not, and plus... Yeah, but you guys used to hang out. It's like, I feel like 
that was a special time for a lot of different reasons. I'm sure if you send a little message, it's like, hey, come, you're going to be in Chicago. Come to my bar. Well, I, you know, he went through a bitter divorce, and I was friends with his, um, you know, I don't, I don't. You know what's fascinating? I mean, you, you can't afford a goddamn no, ticket. Was, to the, that's not the point. I don't want to support Jimmy Buffett. This, this is what fascinates me about you. You're so goddamn vocal about every little thing, politically incorrect, insulting well, people left and right, and you are sheepish about sending a message to well, you Boz know, you know, You know, one of the, one of the reasons I, I had some fairly famous friends is because I never imposed on them. Ebert, people were constantly trying to get me to get Ebert to do a favor. Could you ask Ebert to do this? Could you? I said the reason what Ebert's kind of favors would Ebert? Oh, from hey, get me tickets to this, or could you get him? Could he put in a good word with his agent? I mean, just dumb fuck. I, if I ever wanted to ask a favor of Roger, I would. Uh, you know, it was if my daughter needed a goddamn operation or something. But you don't just frivolously ask dumb little fuck favors all the time. I mean, that's how you don't. Let's be real. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I could do. I could... You, you're, you're both getting up there. It's not, it's not going to be like, you know, this could be like the last favor you ask him. Well, <laughs> I've never asked. An only favor. I don't think I... You know, he was very nice, though. I remember when I was uh, looking at doing a little time in California, he offered assistance. So I, I didn't have to take him up on it. But, yeah, he was... Well, I can I can contact his brothers. He gave his uh, club to Slim's to his brothers. I could probably a music reach venue him. in San Francisco. Yeah, and I could probably reach him through there. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll I'll consider it. And I'm a, I'm not thrilled with this. I mean, it's for your uh, it's for your go-to girl, me, and it's for your girlfriend. I can't think of two more deserving people. Um. Yeah. Of course. So, all right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, speaking of Boss Skaggs and golf. <clears throat> by the way, how what kind of a golf player was he? Um. Well, uh, he was a total novice. I mean, he just started out. But he, he, he. I mean, he was better than average for just learning. I, I, I don't know if he continues if he stuck with it or not. And you were pretty good golf. Uh, golfer in your day you'd go out to the course and hustle people and do all kinds of stuff yeah so you know what you're doing out there yes I do and you've got about this thousand and one golf clubs I used to collect uh, classic golf clubs and then all of a sudden there's all this high tech stuff came along um, but um, yeah and I caddied for I caddied for, uh, for some pretty famous professionals and uh I was around, you know, I, I, yeah, I've been around. I used to spend, met, actually, I started playing when I was just a little kid. My uncle was learning, and so he started dragging me along when I was, uh, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. So, so you've started, been golfing since you were a kid. Yeah, and I caddy. It's the only real job I ever had. I, when I was a kid, I caught caddy, because the caddying was great. You go out there, and then, you know, if you didn't like the guy you were caddying for, you'd swipe a few of his golf balls or something like that. And in fact, one time... One of the cheapest son of a bitch. Well, you'll love this oh, story. Oh, no, I know what it is. All right, well, then we won't talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, well, I, I uh, was incredibly um, honored when uh, the genius here not only offered 
to take me out to the driving range to teach me how to uh, hit a ball. But next thing I knew, he'd assembled a nice little whole golf club set for me. Special. Special custom. Custom. Custom made. Yes. Um, how, how, would we, how would we phrase this? How well, do we describe fi- your height? I'm, I'm your... five feet tall. That's how you describe my height. I'm five feet tall. There's yeah. nothing special about it. Everything has to be a special, right. you know, a little smaller than usual. Yeah. The bag is small, but it's a neat little golf bag. And... I, love, I love when you gave it to me. I love how the cougar was right here. And she's like, oh, they're so small. And she's like an inch taller than I am. Yeah. Well, and it'd probably be perfect for her. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, oh, how can I get a set of these? Um, so I was really excited, and thank you for that, Genius. It was very thoughtful you're, of you're you. You're welcome, and right? I do lots of thoughtful things Yeah, like he that. does. He really he really does. He, yeah. he says a lot of not-so-thoughtful things to people, but he does do thoughtful things. I do thoughtful things. To people things. he cares uh, about. If I like people. See, that's the whole trick. You know, here's the thing. I believe in the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if somebody does something bad unto me, well, then I, I'm going to do something bad unto them. That's all. And I'm just better at it. But you, I, that, how can you go about life saying two wrongs make a right? Very easily. I've done it all my life. Look where I'm in. <laughs> Look where you are. Look where I am. Um, and uh, by the way, let's not sneer at that because I think I'm living proof that if you work hard all your life, you play by the rules, good things are going to happen. But you haven't played by the rules. Uh, well, I played by my rules. I mean, I guess there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get out uh, at the driving range sometime in the next couple weeks. Now, this, is, this really should be videoed. Maybe we can get Rock and Roll Luther video because you're, you, have to, you have some kind of an image. You're just going to walk out there and start. Yeah. Her idea of I learning am. golf was to go out to the golf course with me on a busy day. Yeah. Play nine holes. And just. Uh, done and done. Yeah. And well, sit not on a busy the, day, like a Wednesday, on fir- like a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, sit on the first tee and miss the ball 40 consecutive times and while the whole a, golf course is in panic. All I need is a driver and a seven. Really? Well, I'm convinced. Well, I don't need a whole bag. Man, but I don't even know why you need more than a driver. <laughs> I um, I don't like to, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but I, I am a natural athlete. I've played sports my whole life. Well, you could. I'm, you, I'm confident that you I could can, dunk a basketball when you were what, like nine years old. Only sports that matter, not basketball. Oh, baseball! You play baseball. Well, yeah, softball. But um, I'm convinced that I, with a couple of pointers, that I can get out there and literally knock it across the way. Across the way. Across the way. Well, um, I like your confidence, and. Um, let me see your hands. Hold your hands up. Whoa. His Bruce has really soft hands, by the way. I do. It's really kind of odd. And, and these hands look like Will Chamberlain, Chamberlain's hands compared to your hands. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm small. Not small-minded, no. but small. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, but I, you, the golf clubs, you, they're perfectly custom-made golf clubs for you. So we're going to go, the plan is that we're going to go to the driving range. We're going to go to Diversity Driving Range. Yeah. Right, one of these days. Yeah. And you're going to give me some pointers. I'm gonna give, no, it's called a lesson. It's not called It's going to be a former lesson? For, yeah, of formal course. lesson? Of course. How and long do you think this will last? Well, it'll last as long as I make it last. Well, you also are like, can get, I don't, I, you know no. what? You've never given me a lesson in anything. Formally, so I don't know if you're going to be impatient. You're going to be now. Let me explain the difference between you 
Toby, Gracie, and me. When I ask you women to, to show me computer to do stuff, you just do it. You don't give me lessons. You just do it. That's bullshit. You say, no. That's bullshit. You say, just fuck you. Here's how it done. Boom, boom, boom. That's not true. Yeah. And that's so not I'm true. So I'm totally dependent. How many times what? did I go over teaching you how to uh, download pictures, upload them, and put them into your blog, and now you're a freaking master at it? Now there's more pictures than freaking words in that damn thing. And they're all wonderful. Yeah, because I took the time to teach you. Finally, after after I whined and whined this and is, whined. This is the what I do always. I, and I've watched the best players in the world give lessons. So I know how to give. I know how to do this. Who? What players? Sammy Sneed. I sh- Never heard of him. You ever hear of Ben Hogan? Nope. You ever hear of Tiger Woods? Mm, maybe. Didn't, yeah. he, didn't no, he crash a car into something? Because of some I, girl? I, uh, no, I never watched him give a lesson. I played a few holes with him on the Jackson Park. Um, no, it's it, there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. I, I, listen, I, I'm up for it. I'm no, grateful but you, for but it. But you have no concept of what, the, what's involved. I'm excited to be your student. I'm exci- I'm, I will follow direction. What I'm, I just want to reiterate. Well, you'll follow directions or you're not going to get any directions. I just want to reiterate that, A, I don't know what kind of teacher you are. B... Uh, that makes me a little nervous because you could be either very impatient and irritated. Believe me, I expect nothing. I expect nothing. I have no expectations whatsoever. So believe me, I will not be impatient. If you can make the ball go in the air at least once, I will think that I'm a genius. Should we go, should we go back to your old school days and actually bet on it? Oh, Put some money do down? That. Yeah, we could do that. Cash money. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this will be good. Yeah. Um, and then you'll, you'll learn faster. And then C, C, is I've taught you a lot of things too. Yeah, it's a two-way street here. This relationship is quite functional. Uh, you, yeah, well, we're here doing a, 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 pro, a soon-to-be world-famous podcast. World-famous. Thanks to Jordan. All because of Jordan. All because of Jordan. Um, so I'm excited for these. Uh, uh, golf lessons and we'll report on them and, and see how it goes but first step is driving range with a full formal hour long lesson and then uh, part two will be another one of those or will we actually go be able to go play nine holes well <laughs> I think uh, I think after you have your first session you might see it's a little more complicated than you think alright well we'll and, see but no we would do, what we'll want to do is go out to somewhere where there's a putting and chipping green too we gotta learn how to do that gladly okay the actual plan is to go to diversity driving range, afterward go out to dinner, and afterward go out to the ale house. And when I proposed this whole plan, he was already exhausted. Um, well, the only thing that exhausted me was um, I have to d- disturb my entire routine to do this. I have to come down here early to beat traffic. You have to take a nap is what you're saying. Well, I'm going to have to and that maybe write a blog. I don't know what day we're tell doing me, this. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What does the average genius day look like? Well, there's the, the now that I only have to do well, I'm back to doing four blogs a week, so that's a pain in the ass. But, um, but in the old days, I mean, the first thing not I not in the old do, days, right now. What time do you wake up? I wake up about five a.m. Yeah, and do what? I fix myself um, a croissant and egg. And prune juice. I've never seen a croissant in your house. Ask, ask uh, 
Rock really? and Roll Roots. Yeah. Prune been, juice? Uh, yes. I'm 78. You got to be, you know, you got to be careful. Keep it regular. As best you can, yeah. And so then anyway, I eat, and then of course I'll have, if I have some tangerines or grapes or something, I have, so I have, so I eat. I watch Morning Joe until he disgusts me too much, and then I might switch over to uh, Cuomo or something. So anyway, I see what the latest um, is going on with uh, Pissy Face. And then um, by about six, I'm tired again. So that's an hour. So, so I go back to sleep. Okay. Now, if everything works well, I can sleep till about 10, 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, if on Mondays, though, I'm because Now, remember, this is fairly recent. Up in, for the last 15 years, I was here every single day at... By nine o'clock, eight thirty, nine o'clock, making sure that all the bars and stuff is set up. So now, as um, my ex-wife has put me in retirement, I only have to be here Mondays because uh, that's the only day we don't have somebody to clean. So and now that Jimmy is being punished, I actually have to clean. So hopefully, I can keep um, Buzzkill coming down so he can feed him enough rum and coke so he can help me. Uh, so that's my day. So now Mondays wait, when wait, I get home, wait, I wait, 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 no, just, we're not done. What happens? Okay, you wake up round two at ten fifteen a.m. and then what happens? Then I go in and check out my Facebook and now Twitter, and if somebody's smarting off to me, I have to get you know take care of that. So, so how, that's so. How much time do you spend doing that? Well, it can go. Sometimes that can get into hours. <laughs> But um, fewer, fewer, fewer and fewer people will duke it out with me, and or I've been unfriended and untweeted and all that. So actually, that's not so much. Now on my my blog days, I have to then the next thing I do is my blog. You write your blog. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, and so yeah. now Friday since Clown is no more. Yeah, although I do the nostalgia blog, so. Mm-hmm. I send mm-hmm. them to you so that the I can edit format, them. Yeah. Yes, format them. Yeah. Um, okay, so then what time is your nap? Um, well, the, I I, ha- I have to have a nap by probably three. I mean, or else I'm, I'm garbage. It, oh God! You mean I'm, cranky? I'm everything. I'm, I'm, I'm really everything but sweet and kind. I, I'm not sweet and kind, so I have to have a nap. So now, how long is that nap? Well, like today it was only 20 minutes, but I felt refreshed. But that, I know that I cheated myself. What's the average? I like a good hour. Okay, so then now that's, you wake up at 4 p.m., round three. No, I, oh, 4 p.m., yeah. 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 And then what happens? I go back, check my, uh, see if anybody's fighting with any responses or smart asses that have to back be dealt to the with. Face, back to the social media. To see if anything has to be dealt with. Uh-huh. Now... Um, if it's a really nice day, now the weather's getting good, that's when I like to go out. And some uh, last week, a couple times I got at, at 6, instead of going back to sleep, I went over to uh, South Shore Golf Course and played nine holes. Tried to beat my, this, um, my aged body back into, into condition. So I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to actually see if I can get my golf game somewhat back in, in Okay, so you wake up at 4 p.m., you see what the hell's going on on social media, you probably have dinner, you get to the bar probably around 7.30. Yeah, but I don't come to the bar every night anymore now that I live in Hyde Park. You don't. 
And then uh, what time are you? Well, if on, on days I don't have my, my blog, I work on my book. I'm working on Doug Beetle. Right. Chronicles of Doug Beetle Warrior. And then... And, and I do a lot of reading. And then... Okay, so then what time is final should I? T- time is what? Final should I, the last time you go to sleep of uh, the day. The last time I go to sleep, of course, now that I don't have to be at the bar every day, is probably... I must make Ruth nuts, but what I do is I take the channel changer in bed and I watch I, I, I watch about three or four minutes of, of, of about 30 movies. What? I don't understand that. What don't you understand? You watch, you find a movie, watch four minutes of it, change the channel, no, watch I, four I, minutes I exp- of it. I explain to Ruth how it disgusts me, how I hate everything about this movie, and then I go to the next one. So you're one. trying to be like... Siskel and Ebert. Um, Siskel and Ebert were way more tolerant than I was, believe me. I'm very, very, you know, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I just can't believe the shit. And every once in a while, I see something I like. Like last night, I, by pure accident, I caught Bourdain's uh, show on about throwing food away. Uh-huh. Yeah, that caught my waste. interest. Yeah, waste. And that was that was actually quite good. Um, I like, I'm kind of hooked on this show, Billions. Billion, billions, billions. And um, although I don't know what the fuck half of it's about. And I haven't, I never came in in the beginning of the thing. So Yet you're hooked on it. I, yeah, it's. it's well, what the hell is it about? It's about high finance. Okay. And how they fuck each other. Got it. No wonder you like it. Well, the acting is good. I mean, it's just about the people. There's nobody you like, everybody's a prick. But that's okay. And then I, I watched this comedy show, something about it's it's tough up here or something like that. And I watched that. So I watched, actually, I forget, one night I stayed home. I watched both of those. It was exhausted. I, so I, basically your day looks like you have to have snacks, you have to have a few naps, and you have to watch your shows. I have to get out and exercise if the weather's good. You're like a little baby. I'm like a big baby. Yeah, we did talk about that before, about how you're just sort of like, uh, I don't know, repeating the cycle or something like that, right? Repeating a cycle? Yeah, you know, baby, being a baby. Yeah, but I'm just... Or, yeah. or something, I forgot what it Yeah, but you know what, a, you know what a baby in, in, a, in a large family, I had three siblings. Each so one, did I. Each one crazier than the other, and so they demanded a lot of uh, attention from my mother. She was a stay-at-home mother, but, I mean, so I wasn't really, I was the eldest... And I was the worst. Shocker. So, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get babied a lot. So you're looking to be coddled now as an adult. I've been looking to be coddled my entire life. Hmm. This makes so much sense to me now. Does it? Yeah. When I get messages, help. Well. My blog's a mess. Yeah. Help. Yeah, but you see, you have the great privilege. You're you're dealing. Up close and personal, with an authentic genius. I mean, you should be so happy. I mean, this people, for years, people are going to be tracking you down, wanting to do interviews, what asking. I mean, I don't think you're fully appreciating the great honor that's been bestowed upon you. Um, I'm slowly starting to understand it. Well, there's hope for you. Thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um... So, yeah, I'm excited about this golf situation. Um, but my point, too, is that 
if I, I wanted everyone to hear your schedule. Well, that's not. I mean, out that's, of your listen, out of your words, because yeah. when I proposed that we could have a golf lesson in the late afternoon, then go out to dinner at normal dinner time, and then go to the bar at normal bar going out time. It's not an unreasonable request. And you looked at me like I was asking a lot of you. Well, well, uh, I was asking to spend time with you. Right. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you the, the, the sacrifices I'm making for you because um, if it probably will be one of my, my, my book writing days. But what, you can say aloud, what, what kind of beer are you drinking today? Um, I'm drinking a Daisy Cutter. A Daisy Please. Cutter. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 are we supposed to let people know we're drinking during this thing? Um, I think they pretty much assume we're in a goddamn <laughs> bar. Well, you know, I am prude. Uh, about drinking? People don't know I drink for a living. Uh, boy, I'll bet you they, everybody would like to know how drunk you got last week. And when you, oh. when you crashed on Go Girl's couch? Yeah, I was, well, it was my dad. My dad turned 85, and we had a great party for him, and there was so much chaos of planning, and my sister gets really, like, just nutty about details when, you know, I, like, I'm, 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 I'm OCD when it comes to, like, attention to details. I have everything organized. I have everything uh, prepared, planned. I allow enough time for it all to happen. Like, I'm, this is what I do for a living, so I'm not overly concerned, and she does not. So she becomes an absolute freak in preparation for anything. And then when it comes to, like, the... Thanks, rock and roll. When it comes to the actual day or the day before, she becomes kind of a monster, which is a little bit endearing, um, but at the same time is really kind of creates anxiety for everybody. Anyway, my point was this is what we were dealing with the whole time, uh, getting 30 guests at this brewery, and I... At the end of the day, when everyone was having a great time, and the party was just about over, I let loose and had my own good time. So it happens anyway. Well, you—I don't think you've ever seen uh, the genius drunk, have you? No, because you again. No, no, what, this is no, fairly no, 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 recent. No. You've known me before, has minus Thea Gravis. Correct, I ha- I did, but you—I've never seen you drinking anything but nasty beer. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say that because I'm not a snob about beer. I always say, drink what you like. Anyone should drink what they like, no matter what. You drink things that I would not choose to drink. Yeah, but I'd like to see you drink 15 of these and uh, be sober. I don't think too many I don't think it's possible. Could. You're drinking nothing but water. Yeah, I now. But no. I used to be, I used to, I used to drink. I'm sorry, but Bud Light on its own is pretty much like drinking water. Can you, can and you, then, all right. And I, then you're drinking it Can we do ice? an experiment sometime and watch you drink 15 uh, Bud Lights? No, because I'll, I'll vomit after two because oh, I don't okay. like it. All right. That's, this is the problem. Okay. We can't really have, we really can't have a true experiment because I just don't um, like the, the beverage itself. Okay. Well, um, I, I think I've explained how I cultivated a taste for lousy beer simply through necessity as a youngster. What do you mean? Well, because I, I couldn't afford, you well, know, good beer. Everybody goes. For, I drink Ice House and yeah. Like, well, I mean, it and, took. Uh, I mean, I know when I went over Keystone to London. Keystone Light in college. The That's first, what you do. The first time I went to London, and you're taking a lot. You know, they wanted to spit on me, and I tried to explain to them, "Are you kidding? I've had to." It took me years to develop a taste for this crap. I'm just saying that everyone, once you are a little bit older, and I guess you have a for. I, I mean. I was going to say, lack of a better word, a matured palate 
you know, as snooty as that might sound. It's not snooty. Yeah, I mean, you just, you kind of like... You're a beer, gr- a beer Nazi. No, you grow up in, in, in a variety of ways, yet I feel like you failed to do so. You kept going with the with the cheap beer. Yeah, I did. Why? I, I have absolutely There's no... There's so much better stuff out there for you. Yeah, there is, but I'll tell you what. I mean, I love some of these craft beers that they have. I taste them. They're, they're but amazing. The problem, yeah, the problem is, we first, of course, uh, you're not going to make Polish martinis out of them, but... Um, I don't know how many of them, you know, I, 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 I pride myself on not getting tipsy. Well, that sucks. Well, I don't pass out on goat girls It's a, it's a, it's a once-a-year thing. Oh, bullshit. It is. I've seen you, you let rip, loose. I've seen you rip so many times. And I also uh, was sober for two months oh. to train for oh. my half marathon. Oh, somebody, and you said I would never be able to do it. Somebody give her a cookie. Pro- my God, she was sober for two months. Proved oh, you wrong. That is so impressive. I proved you wrong. That's I all am, that matters. I am so impressed. Every day he kept saying to me, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna fall off that wagon. You're gonna fall off that wagon. You're not gonna do it. You're incapable of doing it. And I showed you. Two I sat months? here. I sat here at the end of that bar and drinking so much seltzer water. I, my eyeballs were floating in soda water. Yeah. You know they do make things such as uh, called beer cocktails, where they uh, mix beer with alcohol and other mixers to make something delicious. Oh, like chocolate beer and. No, no, no. There are certain beers that lend themselves their, their their flavor profiles lend themselves to it for example there's something called fruit beers right so if there you have ugh, um, ugh. talk about vomiting if you have some it's a little it's usually like a wheat beer or a lager beer that's infused with some sort of fruit um, and it's really quite thirst quenching they're very popular summer in the summer because they're light and refreshing but because they're so light and refreshing you could add a little splash of tequila or vodka or something to it and you know some actual fresh fruit in it, and it's quite lovely Wonderful! I'm so happy for you. But you can stick to your Polish martinis. Well, I mean, Bud Light. I, I don't think we've gone into great detail about my my life uh, threatening autoimmune disease. You want to share with everybody? Uh, well, I have I have some. It's been about four years now, I think, um, where all of a sudden I had a little. Tr- I had trouble enunciating, and then I had trouble. Eating my chewing my food after a couple minutes, I have to stop and rest. And so I go to the doctor, and the first doctor says, "Oh, um, MS, or not? No, um, what the hell? Parkinson's? Oh yeah, Parkinson's, Parkinson's." And so they sent me this throat specialist, Parkinson's. Now I go home and look at what this means. I love how all these doctors are like instant, like doomsday. Right. And so I went home and looked, and it was bad, you know, really horrible with Parkinson's. There was end of the world Parkinson's, and you're dead Parkinson's. So it was not, you know, this was not. And so then I went to see a neurophysiologist, and the minute I walked in the door, he said, "You don't have Parkinson's," but he said, "You may have myasthenia gravis." Now, nobody's ever heard of that. Um, Onassis, by the way. The richest man in the world at the time died from it. So it's what it means is extreme weakening of the muscles, and it's affected my golf game. Um, I, I'm t- I'm articulating okay right now, but I, it can it can happen at any time. And this is why you cannot drink alcohol. I'm not supposed to drink any alcohol. But you're you're uh, compromising. I'm drinking po- Polish martinis, which, which is which. This is why you get a pass. 
Oh, thank you so You're much. Welcome. I mean, I really needed to pass. I You're mean, yeah. welcome. No, it'd, it'd be great to do a podcast with somebody that got. Yeah. I mean, speaking, that's what using your voice be. is kind of important for these podcasts. Yeah, so maybe um, I should drink Polish martinis. All right, enjoy those. All right. Have you ever had a Polish martini with not a Bud Light with some other brand of beer? Yeah. And? Fine. Like, can do you remember which kind of beer? Was it a good beer? Whatever is available. I don't, I don't give a rat's ass. I mean, what beer is beer? I don't Do you ever go out to any other bars? Mm-hmm. What other bars not do you go in a to? Long, not in a long time, though. I used to go to... I had three bars that I frequented. Well, actually four for a while. And then Rourke's closed. I used to go to Rourke's. But I used to go to Billy Goat when Jeff worked at Billy Goat. But when he retired, I don't go there anymore. And then I used to like to go. My old friend, Arthur, who owned the bar before, well, I used to go out uh, bar hopping with him. He he was a social butterfly, and he had about ten bars he loved. But he took me to the Four Seasons a lot, and I loved going there, meeting celebrities and stuff like that, and, uh, and interesting people from all over the world. It was really great. I, I haven't gone there in a long time, but I used to go there... Once a week, I knew the bartender as well. Is there a bar that you've gone to within the last year yeah, or two? Yeah, yeah, there's around the corner where I live in uh, Hyde Park. I've gone, there's a bar called The Cove. Oh, yeah, I know The Cove. Yeah. And do you ask for Bud Lights on Ice? Um, generally, I just ask for, yeah, I mean. I'll do they look for, at you funny? No, they give me glass eh. with ice. I'll, I'll, sometimes, if it's a pain in the ass or they're busy, I just give me the Bud. That's all. Okay. When we went to uh, Anthony Bourdain's premiere, Chicago premiere of Parts Unknown, it was at Beguile Brewing, and I remember checking you out to see what you were going to do, what you were going to drink, and I directed you toward their blonde ale, and I think you liked it. No, I like. Be- I mean, I like the good beers. I-, I could easily. So your beverage choice. Let's let's just just to to to. Recap, your beverage choice is truly based on the fact that you are just trying to watch your health versus well, right now, your palate. Right now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I appreciate that. I'm not supposed I, to drink. I'm I not appreciate supposed to drink. that and you get a pass. Well, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't, my gratitude just it shows, it has no bounds. Thank you. You're, you're so welcome. Thank you so Again, much. Again, this is, this is why this works. Yeah. Well, you're so forgiving and tolerant. I, I, I try. I learn from the best. And tolerant. I learn from the best. Yeah, I, 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 I flatter myself that that's my strongest suit is my tolerance. And um, before we conclude this week's episode, um, have you heard from any future sponsors about uh, any interest in, in what we're doing here? Well, the Gold Coast Swingers uh, have pulled their, their offer. Is it because... Cougar wants edits to her show? Uh, no, it's pretty much because that when I went over to check the swinger party that um, I kind of turned up my nose at all the... Uh, Options? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well. I don't think I can do any of these broads. No. No. I, I couldn't. I understand that. So anyway, we a little... So they're not... All right, they well, there was that. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to get that many um, sponsor offers until we actually start 
putting these out for the public. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm sure they're gonna, the phone's going to start I'll ringing be, oh, off the hook. Be, they'll be knocking their door down. Off the hook, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, what, what you, this is a family show, and uh, I think that... <laughs> this is a family show. That's exactly what's going to be written on each show's description. Yeah. Gather around, kids. Yeah, right, children. Make sure you grab your seven- and eight-year-olds and, and, mm-hmm. and get them real close up Liz, to that computer. Liz is going to explain to you what the kind of uh, shrooms that you're going to want. And, uh, Do shrooms, not acid. And how a little bit s- more control. How, how, to, how to smoke weed with an I don't inhaler. Like, I don't like weed. Um, I wish I did. But I don't, I don't, I've never liked marijuana. Oh. I, I just... You know, my dream in life was to be a narc. I just, I mean, I couldn't think of a job I was more fit for. I would have loved beating the crap out of the dealers and then stealing their money. Um, it would have been great. Well, I what just, the fuck? Why didn't you do that? Well, they don't, they, they won't let felons be uh, policemen. Um, now you're sort of regretting it, huh? No. No, these are just the way things work out. That's all. Um, do you have any parting words for our listeners today? Um, I just, uh, parting words. Um, Until next time? No, I, I mean, you're on your own. You know, I've entertained you for an hour. Fuck I you mean, all, you're on your own. See you next week. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> your mother's a whore, your father's a cock. No, that's, do you see, yeah, you see, see, you don't say it with, you, there's po- this is poetic. Your mother's a whore. Your father sucks cock. Eat shit and die, motherfucker. That's poetic. That's almost Yates. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Hmm. You read my mind. Um, well, we should thank our assistant producer, Rock and Roll Ruth. We should. For always and being, get, being for, on the ready for us. And for keep, keep, keeping you in beer. And Yeah, by on the ready, me, meaning that she provides us with beverages and good uh, gestures and uh, information that we need throughout this uh, recording. Um, we would absolutely be nowhere without Jordan, our executive producer. Yes, we would. And he, by the way, got nailed in that horrible Florida weather. He went down Memorial Day, and uh, he was going down for a beach wedding and uh, almost got washed out to sea. I think for a future podcast, we should have Jordan be our guest well, I think I think the public would love to know. He's a mystery man. Thus he far. is a mystery man. He's an international mystery man. Yes. And he actually makes this whole goddamn thing tick. And he knows how these work. And he's not going to be a pain in the ass gas like some other people. So. Well, my 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 suggestion is that we simply Mirandize our guests. Anything you say could be used against you in a court of law. Now, if you don't like it, get the put take the headset off and get the fuck out of here. I, I don't think we need to go beyond that. Okay. All right. All I, right? I, listen, I will follow your lead. Okay. This is I can I can only do so much. I can only lead you. Well, what you can do is learn from Jordan. Let's you know do a little be a little more studious. What do you need me to learn? You need to do all of you know he, what? that he can Screw do. Screw you! I found Jordan. I know. You yeah, should be oh, thanking me every single day. Uh, that's that's fine. But what if Jordan has you see, something? You guys if, see, do you guys see what I have to deal with? You guys hear what I have to deal with? What if Hollywood snatches him up? Then it's where possi- are we? It is possible. Yeah. It is possible. Okay. So then what? what's our, be- what's our fallback? Assistant the fallback, producer. The fa- well, 
Okay. That's our fallback, you and Liz. I mean, you and Ruth. Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. I think it's getting close to a nap Let, time, let's, my friend. Let's, let's step up our game here. You're, you're losing your mojo right now. You know, when this thing takes off, he's going to become real famous. He is. I know. I know. You know, Howard Stern might grab him, somebody like that. And he's off to New York. And good. And, and then good for him. Good for him, bad for us. No, that's what we have Ruth for. We're thinking kind of for ourselves, aren't we? I thought that's what we're kind of... Oh, always. It's our bottom line. Always. Well, anyway, thanks, Ruth and Jordan, for your weekly attention to us and our podcast. Um, That's it. Say goodbye, genius. Uh, Goodbye, genius. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will catch you next time.